BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, good afternoon, good day, and good night. I'm your Eeyore hostess with the most is Michael Munoz, and welcome to In Yo Mouth. In your mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, oh, show you how to. Oh finish. God, that's good. I wanna know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In your mouth. I got <laughs> hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz, and how you doing? <laughs> I can hear Wendy Williams people get running to the phone now because I'm really popular and I'm stealing her ash. Sorry, but not sorry. No. <laughs> Ridiculous. I know. Happy National Fresh Squeeze Juice Day, y'all. Eww. Fresh Squeeze Juice needed a tired day for itself. Yes. Little known fact, or maybe I have said this on the pod before, but your girl Munoz cannot drink fresh squeezed juice. It just causes all the problems. But I have vowed to myself this year that I am certainly going to fix all my gastrointestinal problems or at least get them looked at because I just turned 39 on January 5th. Happy birthday to me, birthday month. And... It's just as I get older, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. And it I've been living with this for way too long, all these tummy trouble issues. And as we learned from Dr. Z a while ago, they could be the cause of my skin problems on my face, my rosacea and my subderm. So I really am uh, on a mission to fix those problems this year. But in speaking about fresh squeezed juice fresh fresh squeezed juice do you all have a favorite fresh squeezed juice i feel like juice goes with breakfast obviously and cereal and milk and then milk and juice makes me think curdling which makes me think tummy troubles right <laughs> everything leads to me pooping everywhere apparently but really, do you have a, a favorite fresh squeezed juice out there? Um, are you blackberry juice people? Are are you jamba juice people? Juice generation people? <laughs> Cold pressed juice people? I used to be a celery juice person, but then Christmas hit 
and I got way too busy to be milking the celery animals for their juice. And so I had to stop that. But I'm getting back on the celery juice train. I think one of my favorite juice moments, though, was when I took my mom on a trip to Bogota, Colombia, and the hotel served us fresh squeezed strawberry juice. Picture this. Picture somebody squeezing strawberries for their juice. And how many strawberries does it take to fill an entire pitcher of juice or to make an entire pitcher of juice? This is what I would think about in this hotel every morning in Colombia. How many strawberries are they smashing to to get the juice out? It was delicious and I want to go back if anything, just for the juice. But moving right along, on this day in gay history, in 1976, the Vatican calls homosexuality a serious depravity that can in no case be approved of. Boo. And this happened in its newly released declaration on certain questions concerning sexual ethics. Boo to you, the Vatican, even though I was just there. And it's simply stunning. If you haven't been, I highly recommend it, whether you're religious or not, just because it's so ornate and painted floor to ceiling and so beautiful. And there's just so much history and crap everywhere, everywhere. And you're walking for miles through the Vatican and just looking at stuff and stuff and more paint and stuff. And I was thinking to myself as well, If this is all the stuff we can see and it's so much, what what are they hiding behind the doors and the places we can't go and can't see? Lord, the bodies that must be buried and the treasures. It's It's like when Aladdin found that cave and he went before he found the magic carpet and it was just like, This is what I'm imagining. Jewels upon jewels and and emeralds and rubies and gold coins. Or (laughs) Scrooge McDuck, when he would open his safe and just dive into that big pot of money. Um, (laughs) For those of you out there old enough to remember DuckTales. No, but really, last time I checked, Jesus was hanging out with a bunch of lepers and whores, and we were supposed to love everybody, no matter who they were, is what my 14 plus years of Catholic school taught me. So I don't know why this was a thing in 1976 or at all, but boo to you, the Vatican, boo. I don't think I'll ever understand why the Vatican needs to be in my bedroom. If anything, it's depressing the amount of hate that's out there in the world coming from people that are supposed to love us, right? Or people that are supposed to be pillars of the community and be preaching love and acceptance and all the good things, right? Right, folks? That's depressing. And... If you're not catching my drift, I'm segueing right into how you doing? How are you doing out there? It's mid-January, and I personally have been feeling a little down and out, if I'm being honest with you. Very unmotivated. 
I can't tell you if it's just that. I was so crazy busy throughout December, right into Christmas, right into New Year's, right into my birthday, and then I got really sick, and now here we are, a new day, or maybe it's just, is it is it the seasonal, like, depression? Do I suffer from that? I was, th- I was thinking about this very recently, and this is why I kind of wanted to talk about this on the pod, because I really did a deep dive in into the internet, which is not necessarily the best thing <laughs> if you're exploring medical conditions. But just for the pure fact that I'm I'm a little down and out. And how are you all feeling out there? Are you with me? Are you with me? Or you're just like, Bitch, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't try to don't try to seasonally depress me. Don't try to diagnose my ass. No. <laughs> but no, really, I couldn't figure it out. And I'm still figuring it out. But it's just really, really, really interesting because just the line of work that I do and the amount of work that I do because I, I do multiple different things, December's really, really, really busy. And then there was no break into the holidays, into the new year. And then obviously got a, got a party for my birthday, yes, which in turn made me sick. And But even still throughout there, there was just no catch-up time. And so I was like, is this why I'm kind of down and out? And I don't really want to do anything. Um, recently, friends moved away from New York. And so I was like, is that why I'm down and out? I don't know because... I'm exploring that as well, or or is it really seasonal depression? Or maybe it's like I'm I'm not happy with my body these days just because I don't have time to exercise because I'm so busy. And I mean, granted, people will say, well, if you want to do it, you need to make time. But honestly, there are just some days where getting up at 6.30 in the morning to just go to bed at midnight to do it all over again... For those of you out there that do it, kudos to you. Yes, Lord, all the more power. But my body doesn't function like that at all. But I seriously need to get back into exercising because I also am not feeling great about my body and my weight, even though weight is just a number and we're all about body positivity on this on this pod. But, you know, you if you feel like you look good and you... Uh, like that fosters good endorphins, I would imagine, to make you feel good. So I just, it could be any sort of number of things, or it could honestly be uh, what they call seasonal seasonal depression, right? Or also also seasonal affective disorder. It's an actual disorder I found out there, which in turn leads to overeating, which in turn is why I'm fat no <laughs> I actually don't believe I have seasonal affective disorder also known as sad funnily or not funnily enough but uh, I I had to convince I had to unconvince myself that I had this after doing a whole lot of reading because this is like when something happens to you and you go on WebMD and then all of a sudden you have every last disease and disorder in the book because you've fallen down an internet hole. But uh, the winter blues is a real thing. And how many of you out there 
are feeling the winter blues. Even being alone on the pod today, because I haven't been alone on the pod. It's like, it's a little lonely. It's cold out. It's supposed to be cuffing season. Ain't nobody to cuddle with, right? Is that the reason I'm kind of down and out and don't really want to do anything? I have no clue. But I'm figuring it out, and I am hope hopefully you all are figuring it out out there as well because there is a large difference I found out between you know the winter blues and how I'm feeling personally to actual seasonal affective disorder and there is um, the Rush Rush University which is uh, the Rush University Medical Center is number one for quality among the nation's most prestigious academic medical centers and this is where I found some of this very important information on seasonal affective disorder. And they're saying that you should recognize the signs. Uh, the most common symptoms of the winter blues are general sadness and lack of energy. Yeah, well, kind of how I've been feeling. Lack of energy. I kind of really don't want to do anything. Um, lately, I've just been like, fuck this pod. Ugh. You know, doing a podcast solo is a lot of work. For the, and for those of you out there doing this, like I'm doing this, kudos to you. This is a lot of work to drum up content solo, to to even podcast solo and have nobody to bounce off of. Yikes, guys. You know, it's Lonely Boots out here on the airwaves. You know, I'm taking applications for lovers and co-hosts. <laughs> Other symptoms of the winter blues include, according to Rush University, difficulty sleeping, check, feeling less social than usual. Well, that's never me. I am a rally queen. All my friends know I'm the rally queen. It is very rare that I don't want to go out. I have to be dead tired. And a difficulty taking initiative is another symptom that uh, Rush University Medical Center says are like signs or common signs of the winter blues. Uh, the hallmarks of SAD, once again, seasonal affective disorder, are you sleep too much and overeating and overeating. Now, Lord knows I've been overeating because I've just been, I, I have had no and uh, no, just no interest in cooking whatsoever I, and I have I have an instant pot now I have the best cookware all the best bakeware I have everything and I have no interest in cooking and I love cooking but which has led to ordering a whole lot of seamless shout out to seamless because I'm giving you all my money because for those of you who don't live in New York especially Times Square like I do uh, just seamless for one person is you will spend no less than $30 a meal you know, for $30, I could take myself out for a nice meal, but I, I'm i just being lazy. So the hallmarks of SAD are sleeping too much and overeating. Other common SAD symptoms include mood that is down or depressed most of the day or nearly every day, loss of interest in activities you typically enjoy, withdrawing and isolating yourself from friends and family, Struggling to focus and perform at work or home, feeling constantly fatigue, fatigued and lethargic, 
feeling hopeless about the future, and having suicidal thoughts. Now, I'm just going to take a a quick moment here. I am not a doctor, obviously. We all know that I love to play doctor, but I am not a doctor. So, but I felt it important to to do a podcast just about the winter blues because I've been feeling about the uh, I've been feeling like this lately and then I realized, oh, I kind of feel like this throughout the holidays a bit. The holidays bring me down a bit just because I'm so busy and I don't necessarily get to enjoy it like I'd like to or or whatnot for whatever personal reasons or whatever's going in my life. Sometimes I get the holiday blues and then it's the post-holiday blues because I really love the holidays and now it's just cold and dark and and rainy and snowy and whatnot. Unless it's a blizzard, I love a good snow. But so I felt that it was really, really important to really bring this to your attention and my attention because you know what we we need to share our experiences you know we need to talk about more than just the weather and how we need to really delve into how we feeling because maybe there's one of you out there that's feeling exactly like I'm feeling or maybe that's there's one of you out there feeling something some of these hallmarks of of sad but the minute you're feeling any sort of different, weird, crazy, not right, something's wrong, go see a doctor. Go see a doctor. I am not a doctor. I am just living my Delilah dreams on the airwaves here, on the podcast airwaves. Get to your doctor. Get to a therapist. Get to a counselor. You know what? Talk to a friend, right? Anybody. You talk to somebody, somebody's out there listening. You know what? If you have nobody to talk to, email me and I can direct you to somebody to talk to. My email is inyomouthnyc at gmail.com. But there is help out there. And I'm going to mention this too, especially if you're feeling, feeling just really, really down and out and very helpless. You are loved. There are There is help out there, and I'm going to mention this a couple times during the podcast. The National Suicide Hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 800-273-8255. That's important to mention, you know, that there is help out there for you if you are feeling like there is no hope. And if, if you're trans or other... Uh, There's a Trans Lifeline now. You could find them at translifeline.org or 877-565-8860. Again, 877-565-8860. I felt that that was a very important PSA just to stick in there because I am not a doctor. But like I said, I really wanted to focus on this just because it's, it's the space I'm living in. At this moment, all sorts of things are going on in my life and, you know, just writing and not being not being where I want to be in my career. It's it's, you know, that can bring me down too. you know, not exercising, bringing me down, you know, friends moving away, bringing me down. The holidays are over, bring me down. Oh, my God. But I have a fabulous podcast, so it should be bringing me up. Right. <laughs> And funnily enough, the the more I talk about this and the more I'm doing this solo 
solo pod today for you all. It's actually really, really lifting my spirits. So, uh, yeah, and piggybacking on not ignoring your symptoms, the Rush University Medical Center also says if you're experiencing depressive symptoms, even mild ones associated with the winter blues, it is important to talk to your primary care doctor or a psychologist to discuss your options. Often people with the winter blues or sad first go to their primary care doctor because they aren't feeling well. They're lethargic, easily fatigued, aren't feeling like themselves. They think there's something wrong physically. Diagnostic tests such as blood tests to check your vitamin D levels or a complete blood count can rule out other causes of these symptoms. After that, your clinicians will ask you some questions to help determine if you're facing the winter blues or SAD. According to Corsica, the most telling question is, and I don't know what Corsica is, but thank you, Ruth University Medical Center, do your symptoms interfere with your function at home, work, and or relationships? I feel like that's really, really important to hear. Are your symptoms interfering with your function at home, work, and or relationships? And if they do, it's time to take some action. And overeating isn't one of them. I found it really interesting as well that, you know, in exploring this and exploring the winter blues, um, eating is just so closely tied into all of this. And why? Because eating makes us feel good, right? You think of, oh, that Dorito tastes so good. Mmm, you know, that mac and cheese. Yes, give that all to me. That fried chicken, you know, chicken, 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 that's all right. Oh my God. (laughs) Do you remember the fried chicken song from way back when? If you don't remember it, go on YouTube right now and look up fried chicken song. It's so good. But, you know, it's those morsels. It's that it's that quick feel-good moment. It's almost like a drug that, you know, you're you're ingesting something because it makes you feel good. It's delicious. It's tasty. Yes. Like this is all that I want in my body, Jesus. But then after that, it it doesn't really take the feeling of sadness away or the winter blues away. So what do you do? You end up eating more. You end up ordering fried rice at midnight like some people. <laughs> or or eating egg rolls by the dozen and so on and so forth, which in turn leads to weight gain, which in turn makes you not feel good about the way you look, which in turn, you know, it, it's just the slippery slope, people. And why must we do it to ourselves? Why? Why? Why must we do it to ourselves? It's all this pressure, I think, to start anew. That's what I think it is. It's it's a new year. It's a new decade. It's it's resolutions. We uh, oh my god, you know, got to get this winter weight off, right? Uh, because uh, vacation summer is coming. Summer's right around the corner. So uh, or got to quit that job because you know I hate I hate my boss and and whatnot or whatever it is. It's all this pressure that we put on ourselves to to start anew and 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 to 
get everything done in the month of January because it's a new year and we got to go and we got to get it done. Right. But so uh, that's what it is. I That's at least in my mind what can kind of lead to at least the winter blues. I think sad is a whole different other ballpark of of emotions and maybe chemical imbalance and so on and so forth. But as far as like just feeling down and out, I feel like just the pressure and the resolutions that we put on ourselves to like just get it done and get it done quicker, get us down even faster than we can pick ourselves up sometimes. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to you all? I I I don't know why we do it to ourselves, but this year I am leaving leaving what I don't like behind is what I'm saying as opposed to shooting myself out of a cannon uh, and straight into the future. And I don't know if that's the answer, but I'm plowing through the walls of of not wanting to, for example, podcast, right? Because it's just like, it's, sometimes it's just daunting. It's just, oh, all right, got to do it again, you know? And not everything can be joyous all the time, but sometimes you just got to gotta plow through, plow through and get it done. And, oh my God, epiphany, I have been <laughs> on a fast track of watching RuPaul's Drag Race from season one, and I've just been binging since the beginning. I found it really, really interesting. All sorts of things that I've missed and all sorts of really, like, terrible things that have happened, and I have all these new opinions. But in season six I'm on right now, that's the Bianca Del Rio season and the Trinity K. Bonet season, and... Um, if you haven't seen season six, you should just watch the Queens of Comedy episode. Hysterical. But RuPaul says to Trinity K. Bonet after that, that she's broken through her inner saboteur. And a little bit of that has been happening lately, too. Just like that inner voice in your head that says, no, you can't. No, you don't have to do that. No, you won't. No, you'll never make that. No, why do that? That's... Uh, why, there's no point in doing that. It, that's like your inner saboteur. And I remember the first time watching that and hearing that. Now, yesterday, it really, really uh, resounded with me just because of the way I've been feeling. Break through that inner saboteur. And that's kind of how I've been dealing with my winter blues is just kind of pushing through and I'm starting to exercise again and and just really, really just forcing myself to do the things that I know that I love to and rediscovering those loves too, maybe in a different way. Right? Right. Well, I think now is a really great time to take a short break to let you all process to make this not oh so heavy, you know, <laughs> and give you all a little bit of uplifting food news update. Food news. Uh, Food news. Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. Jelly Belly is releasing seltzer, and it comes in eight sweet flavors. Mmm, yum, 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 yum. Fuck you, National Fresh Squeeze Juice Day. I'd rather have Jelly Belly flavored seltzer water. <laughs> 
I can't decide if this is going to be gross or great because I really love some jelly belly jelly beans. Don't you? Do you have a favorite flavor? I Except for I hate the buttered popcorn one. Ugh. It tastes like grease. Gross, gross, gross. But they have a strawberry jam one that's really, really yummy. And the cinnamon one is really, really, really good. So as we all know, there are a ton of flavored seltzer water out there. And apparently Jelly Belly is getting in the game and it's going to hit the shelves in March 2020. These seltzers, according to Delish.com, shout out to you where I get all the best food news. Still not a sponsor, and I'm waiting. <laughs> These seltzers are going to have zero calories and zero sweeteners and will only use two ingredients. I've also always wondered. I've always wondered, and I don't know if I'm alone in my wonderment, but how do they put the flavor into the seltzer without adding calories? How is that done? Is it chemicals? Am I putting chemicals in my body? Because then we need to talk Jelly Belly and LaCroix and all y'all. I just, I don't know how it's done. And I've tried to research this and it's just like, are they putting like essence, like oils in it? Or is it so, such a little quantity of the actual like watermelon or strawberry or whatever it is that there's not enough in the water to count it as a calorie? I don't know. I don't know, but if you know out there, feel free to write me in your mouth nyc at gmail.com or in your mouth pod on Twitter and Instagram. But back to the Jelly Belly Seltzers. You can take your pick between French vanilla, lemon lime, orange sherbet, pina colada, yes, a, p- a pink grapefruit, tangerine, very cherry, or of watermelon. Each flavor is made only with carbonated water and natural flavors, so you can have a taste of the candy jar with zero calories. Yes, watch out, White Claw, because I'm about to be adding my pink gin to this. Right? Right. And for those of you who haven't discovered pink gin out there, I'm not even going to tell you about it. Go out and get it. It is motherfucker delicious. Um, According to their press release, we were on the back patio drinking a couple of the more popular sparkling water brands when I said out loud, if only someone could nail a sparkling water with really standout flavors. The light bulb came on when my dad suggested, why not our own Jelly Belly flavors? We are known for flavor innovation after all and that was from co-founder of joffer beverage company stephen joffer that said the idea for the drink came to the family at a mother's day party yes jelly belly is a seventh generation family business and the family behind jelly belly brand came together to create joffer beverage company i am here for all of this top to bottom uh, please make it extra carbonated because I know a lot of my circle loves their carbonated beverage to burn a little. You know, that like extra carbonated seltzer, you know, a shout out to you, Cedric, um, Jennifer, Big John, all of 
all sorts of people I know just really love their carbonated water to burn. Almost 5,000 pounds of carrots have been dropped from helicopters to help Australian wallabies. Oh my God, talk about depressing, folks. Yet another thing, the world is on fire. I mean, Puerto Rico is having earthquakes and Australia is burning and the Philippines, the volcanoes. Oh my God, but a little bit of good news here to help our little marsupial friends. According to USA Today and Delish.com, while devastating wildfires continue to ravage Australia, national organizations have begun upping their rescue efforts of the animals caught in the flames. One of those efforts is spearheaded by the New South Wales National Parks and Wildlife Service. And they've begun dropping vegetables from helicopters so wallabies can access food. Per the department, this is the most widespread food drop they've ever done, and their primary purpose with this mission is to help brush-tailed rock wallabies and endangered species. So far, more than 4,500 pounds of carrots and sweet potatoes have been dropped across six different colonies in the Caper Tea and Wolgan Valleys. New South Wales Environment Minister Matt Keane said they'll continue the effort until the wallabies have safer access to food. At this stage, we expect to continue providing supplementary food to rock wallaby populations until sufficient natural food resources and water become available available again in the landscape during post-fire recovery. In fact, that's when providing food for wallabies is most crucial. Wallabies often survive fires like these, but they struggle to survive in the scorched aftermath when the foods they typically eat are destroyed. So a little bit of good news, and thank you to Tess Coleman for, from Delish.com uh, for reporting on that. Um, I'm sure all of you out there have seen this. It's absolutely devastating. Um, if you want to, if you're looking for ways to contribute to combating the Australian bushfires, consider donating to the Australian Red Cross, World Wildlife Fund Australia, WIRES, or the Nature Conservancy Australia. Good for you out there helping our little our little guys, our koalas, our kangaroos, our wallabies. Oh my goodness, you know, we we need to start taking care of not only ourselves, but the world we live in, folks. Reuben flavored Pringles are now a thing. Yes. I love a good Reuben sandwich. Speaking of overeating. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't tell you when the last time I had like a buttery, greasy, delicious like Reuben. But oh, my God. Yes, Pringles. I'm here for it. If you all don't remember, there was the turducken Pringles and the and the pickle Pringles that I reported about or just went to delish.com and found my food news about. <laughs> but apparently Pringles has released Reuben flavored chips and they have been spotted at Dwayne Reed and Walgreens by shoppers. So yes, the packaging shows a photo of a sandwich on it, rye bread, rushes, Russian dressing, Swiss cheese, corned beef, and sauerkraut. 
I am here for this, although I am on a diet. If I find some or Pringles send me some, I will definitely report back on Reuben Pringles because it sounds delicious. And I also love that Americans are really freaked out by uh, crazy flavored potato chips because if you've ever left this country, all there are are really weird flavored potato chips like rotisserie chicken and lamb and mint jelly and all sorts of things. So get over it, y'all, and just rejoice and be glad in the Reuben-flavored potato chip. I bet you the calories are less as well in the Reuben-flavored potato chip than the actual Reuben. Uh, who knows Who knows the, the nutrition uh, balance there, but who cares? Uh, the packaging also says that this flavored is a limited time only, so if you get your hands on some, you better share with me. And I think that is a great way to end a very joyous food news update. Yes, how is that for y'all out there? Are you feeling educated and uplifted? Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Listen, anything to lift the spirits these days. And in thinking about this episode and what I was going to do, and then coming up and having a little help coming up with this idea of the Winter Blues episode, I reached out to my favorite doctor, Dr. Z, friend to the pod. I I said to Dr. Zagragan the other day, you're like my Dr. Phil. I'm the Oprah, and you're like my Dr. Phil. And Dr. Zagragan was super stoked to give you all her 10 tips to get rid of those winter blues. So take it away, Dr. Z. Ew. Don't be down in the dumps, me knows and listeners. Here's my tips and tricks to get you out of that winter funk. I know Christmas and the holidays were such a good time for all of us. And now it's over. It's January. We have about a few, two, three months of darker, colder months to look forward to. And this is where those January blues usually come around. So today I have my top 10 tips for you to get out of that winter funk. So let's get started. Number one. Get your booty outside. Uh, We want to get as much exposure to sunlight as possible. I know the days are shorter now, but the more that we can get outside, get exposed to sunlight, this helps regulate our sleep cycles. This will help regulate our pineal glands that help with melatonin production, so we sleep better at nights. Everything else uh, helps with vitamin D production, which helps with mood. So, so many reasons for us to be getting outside and getting a nice, breath of fresh air. One way to do this is just grab lunch outside or take a walk on the way home or walk the dogs when you get home. Number two, try something new. Let's get you out of that comfort zone during this time of year. It could be trying a new hobby. Maybe you've been wanting to take crocheting or Get involved with that real estate investing club that's in your town, uh, or maybe start a saucy book club uh, with some fellow members of your neighborhood. Just anything that can get you out, get you stimulated, maybe be more social during this time will be fantastic. Also, exercise. I know it's super cliche to say, 
go get a gym membership come January. Um, but exercise really does help with mood, with hormone production, um, endorphins, and of course, just overall feeling good, cardiovascularly, mood-wise, you name it. Um, and it doesn't have to be grabbing that gym membership. It could just be anything such as getting outdoors, uh, biking, playing a little bit of tennis, racquetball, just taking a nice long walk. Um, you know, if you want to hit a gym, go for it, but it can be so many other things when it comes to activity. Next is plan your next vacation. We know that if you have something to look forward to and there's planning, there's a process, mood increases as well. So start planning your next vacation to the Bahamas maybe now. Next is gratitude. Every day or every morning, wake up and either say out loud, write it down, but be grateful for what you have, where you're at. Um, we know that the more grateful you are, more good things come back to you. So if you don't have a gratitude journal, now might be a great time to start. Next is sleep. It's important to get enough sleep. With sleeping, we have more energy, we have better mood, we have more focus during the day. So if you're not getting anywhere from seven to nine hours a night, figure out ways that we can get back into a better sleep cycle. Next, stay hydrated. Uh, when your hydration goes down, your energy goes down, your mood goes down, um, digestion gets a little off. You know, you may become a little more constipated, a little more backed up, and that makes for not happy people in January. Um, so make sure you're getting your hydration in and eight, eight ounce glasses a day is a great marker to start with. We can go up or down um, based on individual needs, but that's a great place to start. Next, I want you to do one positive thing a day. So this is for yourself. It can be for other your others. It might just be saying hello or making a nice conversation with the person that's checking you out at the grocery store today or the bank. Whatever it may be, do something positive that will give someone's um, day a little, make it a little bit brighter. Next is laugh. There is nothing better than laughing with your girlfriends, laughing with your friends, family, just the positivity of laughter, how it increases mood, how it can help with, you know, even immune system boosting. We've seen some research on that. So uh, whether it's, you know, getting, getting Netflix and watching a comedy show or just watching a, a stand-up comedian or even just getting together with some friends and having a good laugh uh, would be positive. And my final one for today is go ahead and jam out. So I am giving you full on permission here to sing your little hearts out in the shower. Uh, pick your favorite tunes. We know that music affects mood. So sing in the shower, dance out, you know, dance while you're getting ready for work. Um, that's usually one of my favorites to do personally, uh, but anything that you can do to sing, listen to music, lighten the mood, bring up the mood is gonna be positive. So I hope I've given you a couple tips and tricks for the holiday blues here. Um, I'm looking forward to our next chat and have a fantastic week, guys. Yes, what really, really amazing tips. Thanks, Dr. Z. Thank you so much. I think my favorite out of all of them was the gratitude. Yes, and the gratitude journal. That I think that was you know, we often forget to be like just, you know, grateful to wake up in the morning or grateful to be surrounded by the people 
we are and uh, we're surrounded by, I should say, and and you know, grateful for our friends and our family and or the people we call our family. So, you know, thank you, Dr. Z. I am grateful for you for sure. And Lord knows I get down and big boogie to some good music, honey, right? Especially naked. <laughs> Anywho. This has been such a great episode and actually really, really therapeutic just to get out and discuss this with you all. I would love to hear how you all feel out there. Tweet me, write me, uh, you know, email me. You know you know the address, but if you need it one more time, it's inyourmouthnyc at gmail.com or inyourmouthpod on Twitter and Instagram. And one more time, if you are feeling down and out or you're feeling helpless, hopeless, um, you're at your wit's end, you're not getting out of bed, please go seek the help you need. There are people out there who are paid professionals. There are pe- Just reach out to somebody. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to anybody. Once again, the National Suicide Hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. And for those of you that feel other or your or trans people out there, there is the Trans Lifeline, uh, translifeline.org or 877-565-8860. Folks, I am so grateful for you out there. You lift my spirits. This has lifted my spirits. I want to thank you for all of your support and always, and as always, thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth. <laughs> Thank you.